0: Yeah, super legends, superheroes, and superstars. I'm back for another edition of the Hot Hire podcast. We are live, live on LinkedIn, live on YouTube, and live on Facebook. So if you are one of those, you know, those Facebook stalkers where you just, you know, you're just watching, you are a LinkedIn lurker, you're like, oh, what's going on here? Come on, give us some love. So I want you guys to light up the chat screen like it is 1999, and there's about a 20 second delay. And today, really excited. Our next guest is, oh, she was here a couple of weeks ago and spitting absolute fire. And it was just raining gold. And I just love the conversation that we had on so many different levels. So, without any further ado, I want to give a massive, warm, huge welcome to Nina Concepcion. How
1: <laughs> <laughs> you? Ever- I'm very well. How are you doing? It's always nice to be here. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. So tell me what's been happening in the last couple of weeks because you were saying before that you've been like crazy busy.
1: Yeah. So I've had probably about four new clients come on board um, and and they're high level clients, which I'm really excited to work with. Um, and as you coaches who are listening know, it does take energy, which is amazing. And I, I love being able to give them my energy, but it's always making sure that I am taking care of myself. I'm letting them know that I'm there for them. And there is a bit of a teething period that happens every time you bring on a high-level client. So we're, we're just making sure that they're coming into the space, they feel safe, they feel supported, and they're feeling good.
0: Awesome. All right. So when you say, for anyone that's quite new to this, if you, when you say high-level client, is that a coach that has maybe been in the industry for maybe a year, a couple of years, or...? with just starting out?
1: So when when I refer to high-level client, I mean someone who's working with me at a higher capacity Uh, because I have my conscious sales course. I have some lower-level offers. I've got, you know, free PDFs. uh, I've got free guides to consistent 10K months. Um, So they're lower ticket items. Um, I've got a few different higher ticket options. And so that requires support. That requires some of them require some of my one-on-one time. Uh, so that's what I consider a high level client someone who is ready to take the business seriously someone who's ready to make sales someone who's ready to make a bigger impact and is ready to call in more income at the same time
0: So someone that is committed that's what it sounds like Yes
1: that. definitely
0: All right. All right so for anyone that missed our last episode a couple of weeks ago did you just want to give us a rundown about and about you and how amazing you are and like how you help clients
1: <laughs> Uh, Okay, so I'm Nina Concepcion. I'm a conscious sales coach, trainer, speaker, mentor and author of my new book coming out next year, The Naked You, which is a guide to embracing your imperfections in life and business. I actually have it behind me here. This is is the mock-up of the the previous subtitle, so I've changed the subtitle, um, but that's pretty much what it looks like. It's me naked on the front cover, so that's going to be available next year. Um, And really, I'm just incredibly passionate about supporting heart centered individuals and organizations and businesses in being able to make a bigger difference in the world share what our unique gifts are be able to call in that abundance at the same time and make a bigger impact doing what we love
0: okay and where does that that passion where does that passion come from
1: there's a part of me that feels that when we incarnate into this body and into this life there is a part of our soul that knows there is a part of us that wonders why are we here what's the purpose of life surely i'm not just here to get a job and die Like, surely my life is meant for more than this. So I was always that weird person at school asking, what's the purpose of life? Why are we here? I went to a Catholic school and they were saying, you know, Jesus had to die for us to go to heaven. I'm like, why? That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand. And teachers couldn't answer my questions. And people would always say, Nina, like, it doesn't even matter. Why are you asking? I'm like, because I'm curious. Like, I genuinely want to know. So I feel like I had lots of existential crises growing up. And so i I think that I'm genuinely something who I'm genuinely someone who is quite curious, but I think that passion comes from really seeing and observing when you support someone in being able to have a shift, when you can support someone in being able to realize how amazing they are and see how amazing they are and step into that and really start calling in the level of abundance that for so long they wanted and they knew was possible They just didn't have the right steps. They just didn't have the right guidance. They just got in their own way. And so being able to see people transform and make a bigger difference really, really fulfills me.
0: I love that. All right. So for me, you're not just a normal business or a sales coach. You are, because I know we've had conversations on air, but sort of off air as well, like someone that goes really, really deep. (laughs) I do. the gene keys and i know that you use that to be able to um see where your clients are at and be able to to help them even more so i guess my question is can you tell us a little bit more about the human design i love this stuff the human design and like the gene key. i don't i did actually do some research and i downloaded my gene key i tried to explain it to someone and I was like, um, yeah, so it's, um, uh, uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, Nina's going to be able to do a much better job than, than I can. <laughs>
1: talk, talk, talk that. Yeah, so human design and gene keys isn't necessarily one of my core modalities. It's just something that I've res- discovered in the last year and a half and it's something that I, I'm really curious about and I found it super valuable for me. So it organically comes up in a lot of my conversations with friends with people and with my clients as well but the way that I describe it is so there's human design and there's gene keys and human design uses astrology it uses the the Tao the Ching it uses um you know where the planets are It, it combines a few different modalities in a very spiritual sense and so the difference I would say between human design and the gene keys is the human, because the jinkies was born out of human design. Human design came first. So most people know of a little bit about human design, but the way, I forgot, can I swear on this podcast?
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) I can? Okay. So human design is a little bit of like this black hole of like, what the hell do I even do? Like there's so much information. It's like a whole nother language. Where do I even start? What do these arrows mean? What do these lines mean? What are these, you know, different, what does a graph mean? And so human design, I find the benefit of human design is realizing the elements of why you are the way you are. So for example, one of the things in human design talks about um, like one of the different arrows because there's four different arrows on human design. I forget exactly which one it is, but one of them, one of the arrows describes how you best work. And so I'm someone, so my partner calls me an office hall I literally, I'm working in my office, I'm on the balcony, I'm in the living room, I'm working upstairs on our rooftop terrace, I'm like at a cafe, I just like moving around when I'm working. And he said to me, Nina, you have an office, like why, why are you in the living room? Because that's where he works. I'm like, because I'm bored, I need to move. And I remember feeling a little bit like, oh, maybe I should just sit in my office and just work. But I remember looking at my human design profile and it says, you actually work better with adventure. You work better when you change up your environment. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that makes so much sense. So it really allowed me to see, well, that's a part of who I am. And that's not necessarily a part of me that I need to try and change. Because I think as we fall into personal development, it's so easy for us to uncover our insecurities. It's easy for us to uncover you know the things that were like oh it's wrong with us i've got so much conditioning there's something wrong with me because my parents said this to me when i was three right so it's so, yeah it's so easy for us to see where are the elements that we can work on in personal development but i love with human design it helps you see oh this is just who i am and that's okay i don't need to try and change that about myself but how can i use that as a strength and what i love about the gene keys which was born out of human design The Gene Keys has an actual process. Human design is literally this black hole of information, like a new language. And unless you have someone really explaining it to you or guiding you through it, it's a little bit hard to understand. But with the Gene Keys, there's three different processes. There's three different sequences. There's your activation sequence, which is your genius. There's the Venus sequence, which is your relationships. And then you've got your pearl sequence, which is your wealth. And based on your chart, which is from human design, The Gene Keys takes the key pieces of your chart and maps it out based on your shadow, the gift, and the city. And it's all about moving through your shadows. And there's really specific guidance with how to actually move through your challenges as opposed to, oh, yes, I have an insecurity about that. Cool. Thank you. I now need to figure out how to move through this on my own. Oh, wow, well, this is just me. Cool, now what? The gene keys have really shown me when I get triggered, when I've had some of the most challenging times in my life and in my relationships, and I can see really clearly the lessons that I have learned and how it's actually worked for me. I think in personal development, we can get so caught up with, oh my gosh, I thought I worked through this already. I thought I worked through the doctor syndrome. I thought I worked through that insecurity. And it's like, yes, you have. However, there are more layers to uncover. And one of the things I love about the gene keys is it shows you that it's all happening for you. It shows you that you need to work through this in order to get to that next level. And they're so clear with expressing and explaining what that next level is. And so you can also see the light at the end of the tunnel. You can see that it's happening for you. You can see that there's a reason that you're working through this. It's not just extra conditioning that we're looking for to be able to work through because we feel like we're broken and we need to change and we need to become someone different. And so they're the few key pieces that I find the distinction between human design and the gene keys are. And one of the things I love so much about human design is... There's, there's four main profiles in human design as, as a generic overview, overview. And I'm actually looking at bringing on a human design coach into my container next year. And one of the things I love when I was wow. talking to her, yeah, one of the things that I love um, when, when I was talking to her is we were talking about even though we love these modalities, it's not the be-all and end-all. I don't say to people, oh, I am like this because I am a projector. I am like this because I have an open head. It just supported me in seeing, wow, that really is me. And I, I've learned to better accept those parts of me. And so the four main profiles, so there's generator, projector, manifester and reflector. I don't really know that much about reflector, but I know the majority of society are generators. Most of society are worker bees. They're here to work. They're here to, you know, do the majority of the work and they can just work day in day out. Like they can literally keep working. Then you've got projectors, which I think are about 10% of society. I don't know the exact numbers. It's about 10%. Projectors are here to guide the generators. They have bursts of energy, which means that there are some days that I'm a projector. There are days that literally we wake up and we're like, I'm so tired and there's no reason why. There are some days that I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm so full of energy. There's so much I can do. And a projector can get more done in like two hours than a generator can get done in a week so we work bursts of power and i remember i used to get burnt out a lot and i couldn't understand why and now that i see that i just need to trust the flow of that energy when i'm feeling that surge take advantage of that surge keep going keep going keep going and when i'm tired when i'm depleted it's like cool now now is the time to nurture myself and really how to work with my energy especially as a projector Then we've also got um, manifestors. And so, yes, we are all manifestors, but a manifestor in human design manifests faster. They manifest much faster than everybody else. And then we've got reflectors. So a reflector is pretty much like a projector, but even more heightened. So when it comes to human design, you've got different centers. And when you have an open center, so if you guys were to even just go and get a free report um, with your profile. An open center is a white center. It's like those triangles and like diamonds throughout your chart. When they are white, that's an open center. When they're colored, sometimes they're red, sometimes they're yellow, sometimes they're brown. When they're colored, that means it's a defined center. So the way that I describe it, and I haven't done a certification in human design. So if there's anyone listening, they're like, no, that's incorrect. I'm just (laughs) looking from my own experience. So a defined center is areas where we typically know ourselves really, really, really well. But there's less room for conditioning because you you're defined in those areas. When you have an open center, when it's white, they're the areas you are most susceptible to conditioning. Ooh.
0: And so yeah,
1: so you will notice when you when you look into your centers and you look into the gates, the gates are the lines. When you look at the meaning of each, you'll you'll notice, wow, they're the areas that I really doubt myself. They're the areas that I really I question those elements about who I am. And this is what's so fascinating with human design. And so, for example, the top center is your your head. So I have an open head. A trait of someone with an open head is massive shiny object syndrome. Like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's this? Oh, wait, what was I talking about again? What's happening? What? Huh? Huh? So that is something that I notice. With myself, and it's something that I noticed with a lot of open heads. I have maybe two out of like 20 clients who are not open head, they're, they've got a defined head, and they're like, No, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't, and I would never say that I have shiny object syndrome because they're clear, they they don't get distracted easy. And so knowing right. those things about my clients is really beneficial because I say to them, Did you write it down? And they're like, No, I'm like, you need to write it down as an open head. If you do not write it down, I can guarantee you will forget about it. And they're like, oh, that's so true. I'm like, yes, I know, because I'm an open. <laughs> if I do not write stuff down, if I do not write shit down, I forget and it doesn't happen.
0: So, so all the same.
1: yeah. And so um, as a projector, what that means is most of my centers are open. And what this means is that most people project their shit on me in a good way and a bad way. So they project, okay. oh, Nina can help me. Nina can solve my problems. But, oh, it's all Nina's fault. This is happening because of Nina. So as a projector, people just project their stuff onto you. Okay. But as as we have so many open centers, it also means that we have more conditioning to work through. It means that we, we have more stuff to question about ourselves. So I find that projectors are constantly, especially if you've got an open head and you're a projector, you're constantly like overthinking, you're constantly, you've constantly got shiny objects in you and you're constantly wondering who you are. But what's interesting is I have a defined spleen in human design, which makes me a splenic projector. And so your spleen is intuition. And I've always known that I have a very strong intuition, but when I figured out that I was a splinting projector in human design, it made so much sense to me why that works so well for me. Why, you know, people are like, oh, how do you trust your intuition? And in my mind, I'm like, isn't doesn't everyone just trust their intuition? And it's because that's just one of my strengths. And one of the things I talk about in my coaching is when we are so unconsciously competent at what we do,
0: mm-hmm
1: it's very challenging to bring it to the conscious awareness. How do you explain to someone how to walk? How do you explain to someone how to speak the way you speak? How do you explain to someone, Dre, how to be so magnetising and how to be so charismatic and how to be so know, funny? It just,
0: it just happens, it just
1: happens. <laughs> <laughs> right, so the, the elements that we're really good at because we're, um, we naturally are really good at we often overlook because we just think that it's so easy for us but the truth is it's not easy for everybody and so one of the things i love about human design is being able to see your strengths being able to see these are the elements that you're really good at and not everyone in society knows how to do that as much as you think you know how to do it not everybody knows how to do it and so i finding out my human design profile has really supported me in solidifying, yes, I need to make sure I trust my intuition. I already trust my intuition anyway, but it's just that affirmation of it's imperative. I trust my intuition because in human design, my profile explains that I work best and I live my best life when I make decisions based out of my intuition, which is how I've, when I've been interviewed for a lot of podcasts, I I often say I would not be where I am if I didn't trust my intuition. And so, yeah, human design is a little bit of a black hole. So for those of you who, you know, it's probably a good time for us to be talking about this because it's Christmas and people have a break and so you probably have hours yeah. of day to be able to research and read up, read on a bunch of stuff like this. Um, but it's, it's really great to be able to observe what's going on with my clients. And as I dive more into human design and gene keys, I actually see some of the challenges that they're having. I'm seeing the insecurities that they have that's literally in their profile especially because i'm so intuitive i especially when i work one-on-one with a client i'll I'll just get a hit and i'll say i reckon that you've got that gene key in your profile and i'll look at their profile i'm like yes it's literally in a in a crucial part of your chart and then i'll send them the few pages in the gene key book which i have behind me as well so does that give you an overview joe yes
0: yes absolutely love that so this is like really interesting Might have to have a part three, so (laughs) (laughs)
1: whenever
0: you want, yeah. So, what I was gonna say, so I know that you've got a client call in about 10 minutes. So, if people want to work with you, like, what's the best way, and you know, like, how can you help them? And, yes,
1: yeah, and, and all that stuff. So if you are an entrepreneur who wants to know more about making conscious sales, then I recommend that you, you can reach out to me. You can go to facebook.com forward slash Nina the Naked Coach because my book is called The Naked You. People started calling me The Naked Coach. My Instagram is also Nina the Naked Coach. Um, you can download my free guide to consistent 10k months, which is um, conscious salescoach.com. Um, my book is going to be released soon, so that's the naked you book.com.
0: Oh, that's awesome all right and is there anything because i know is this going to be your last day at work have you got a few days or tomorrow's tomorrow your last day today
1: today's my yeah. last day and i've still got a few more calls with clients the last call for the day we're going to have a glass of wine and we're going to have some integration for the years which i'm excited Ooh. about and then we're driving down to sydney tomorrow Brilliant.
0: all right so is there anything that you'd like to leave the audience with anything as well
1: was there a question that you wanted to ask me with sales first or do you want me to end with something um a a positive yeah
0: yeah end with a positive yeah
1: yeah Hmm. just feeling into it for everybody i don't remember whose quote this is but you cannot pour from an empty cup this is such a great time for us to fill our own cup. It's such a great time to invest your energy, your time in overflowing your cup again over the near, whatever that looks like. If it means being in solitude, if it means being with family, if it means going shopping, if it means going to get a massage, if it means connecting with the people that you love, regardless of what that looks like, make decisions based on what will fill your cup not what you feel like you are obligated to do. Because if you spend this Christmas break doing things out of obligation, you will not feel like you've had a break. You will not start the new year feeling like you are overflowing and you're going to feel depleted at the beginning of the year. So really take the time to to be with yourself, nurture yourself, and if you guys want to still, if you guys are personal development junkies like me and, and love that mental stimulation even though you're not working, there's a really, really great uh, documentary by Will Smith called The Greatest Health of My Life or The Best Shape of My Life. And it's on YouTube. It's a six-part oh. series. And he talks about getting in the best shape of his life at the age of 52, I think. But what comes up are his fears. What comes up are his insecurities. What comes up is wanting to be perfect all the time. And I absolutely love that he strips that. And, and you end up seeing just a different level of Will Smith, you end up seeing the authenticity as opposed to wanting to be perfect all the time. And as much as it says the best shape of my life, really, it's, it's like a personal development documentary. So it's really powerful. And I got so much out of it. I want to watch it a few times because it's, it's so powerful. So if you guys want to watch that over the Christmas break, it's just on YouTube. You can just search Will Smith, the best shape of my life
0: somebody call alicia keys because this girl is on
1: fire (laughs)
0: Nina, yeah oh man just gold gold just yeah thank you so much for everything like last couple of minutes coming on here the chats that we have before the chats that we have like after um man you are such just an incredible beautiful kind caring compassionate soul so i appreciate you so much
1: my pleasure, Dre. I think part three, I think we're going to need to block out like at least an hour, an hour and
0: a half. <laughs> <laughs> a new year special, definitely.
1: <laughs> thank you for right. having
0: me. Yeah, thank you, Nina. I appreciate you.